Yes, today is leap year, February the 29th, in the year of our Lord 2024. You're listening to Law and Gospel. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and with me is my good friend from Springfield, Illinois. And what's your name? Yeah, I know my name. What's yours? Tom Baker. Russ Reimnitz. Yes. Rush Reimnitz. <laughs> it's been four years since I talked to you. Well, I just found out yesterday that I think it was at St. Anthony's, a congregation near there. They have a very, 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 very young pastor. You know why? Why is that? He was born on leap year. February the 29th. Yeah. Boy, that'd really be something. Quite a surprise. Not very many birthday presents. Well, as I hear, most of them celebrate the 28th a day early. Yeah, oh, I know. Like people born on December the 25th. That's bad. My my son is close to Christmas, so one of them, we would give him a birthday and Christmas present at the same time. So there's a lot of surprises that we get in this world. But one of the greatest surprises uh, occurred this week when we received a copy of the Post-Dispatch. The Post-Dispatch is the newsletter in St. Louis. We actually canceled getting it every day because it is so liberal. It is pro-homosexual, pro-abortion, and many of the articles don't give all the facts. And it's one of the newspapers that, well, we end up just getting the Sunday copy because of the advertisements we can get then. But boy, was I surprised with this week's Sunday Post-Dispatch. What was it about, Wes? Well, it's about a big sigh of relief about how the Lutheran schools in the St. Louis area during the pandemic actually grew instead of contracted, which happened with not just only in St. Louis area, but across our country. Yes. In fact, I have been in a number of congregations throughout the country, and those who have parochial schools, they're really glad they have. And this was a tremendous article by Lori Screven. S-K-R-I-V-A-N, editor of the Post-Dispatch. The whole front page, almost, is about Lutheran High South here in St. Louis, and almost all of page four is about Lutheran High South. And they have a beautiful picture of students crowding a hallway And it says, they walked together to an all-school lunch period 
the school's student population has increased 41% since the 2018-2019 school year. And then they make the point you made, Lutheran schools are thriving after staying open during the pandemic. What other item in the article did you find interesting? Well, it, they really point out some, some differences that for since the fall of 2019, school enrollment of 5,500 students in St. Louis County and nearly 3,000 in St. Louis City have dropped in, enroll, in enrollment. So there's been, a, during that same period of time that this article is talking about the growth of Lutheran schools in St. Louis area, it also talks about the decline in enrollment of students in the same period of time. Yes, there are many students who just quit going to school. And of course, with the low birth rate, there weren't as many students to get going to school, but that doesn't seem to have affected Lutheran schools. But it sure has affected another denomination. Which one is that? Well, it's, it's interesting when you were pointing out this article earlier in the week, it reminded me of several articles at the Post-Dispatch put out about the Catholic, Roman Catholic Church. I say Roman Catholic because Catholic is universal Christian. But the Roman Catholic yes. Church in the St. Louis area has been in, in a decline. And of course, they have 80-some schools that they talk about, but uh, it's all about brick and mortar and paying the bills. In fact, the Archdiocese had notified about 26 schools that they might be closing, but they wanted to give those schools a chance to present a plan for financial viability and staying open. And the schools represent a cross-section of Roman Catholic parish elementary schools based on enrollment numbers demographic trends, parish and school financial strength, and proximity to neighboring Catholic parish elementary schools, according to the archdiocese. In fact, uh, one school, St. Simon the Apostle in St. Louis County, they are trying to come up with a plan to keep the school going. But one of the uh, members there said that kindergarten through eighth grade enrollment was around 250 students in 1999. But that is almost double what is the enrollment now, which would mean around 130 students. So they're really having a trouble in the Roman Catholic Church continuing to keep students involved. Well, Anything it, else in the articles? 
I mean, it shouldn't surprise us that they're struggling a little bit, given some of the, the uh, theological stances they've taken here lately in terms of relations with people. Can you give an example of what you're talking about? Well, uh, you, you had the homosexuality of priests uh, abusing children, and then you also have recently where the Pope says you can bless gay marriages, uh, which runs counter to to what what the average believer, and I'm sure many Roman Catholic believers don't believe in that stuff. Yes, he also announced that you are able to baptize children of gay parents. Oh, my. And anybody who understands baptism from the Bible, would you ever go out into the neighborhood and be playing with about five or six kids and say, hey, come on over here and I'll baptize you? No, I wish... I wouldn't do that because I wouldn't know what the family backgrounds were. Exactly. You have to have the permission of the parents to do a baptism, but they need to understand what baptism truly is. And a gay person cannot understand it because they are unrepentant in regard to their lifestyle. Now, isn't it very also- interesting? But isn't it also possible that that there is a repentant gay person who does believe what the differences are, but they're not going to they're not going to jump into the fire like like we see going on right now? Yes, yeah, those who are gay and speaking out against it are definitely being persecuted by the homosexual community because they cannot stand someone not following them. Now, in the article, this was a lengthy article, and excellent. Um, It talked about that there was a significant increase in transfer students over the past five years. And... Butterfield, who is the principal, said he attributed that largely to families who seek a school that more closely resembles their family's morals and values. I I think that's really the reason that Lutheran schools are growing and a number of other denominational schools even though Roman Catholic and Lutheran are the most schools, that they're not growing at all. Well, I think I think it's a it's a real change with what we've seen with with the whole COVID thing when it came out, and they sent the kids home and they started doing the virtual learning over computers, and parents looking over the shoulders of the students saw what they were being taught. And yep. said, wait a minute, this, this, is not, this is not our values. Yeah, Principal Butterfield goes on and says, 
the core values at Lutheran High South are in stark contrast to the ways of the world. You know, you and I are always talking about the difference between the world and the church. He says, we are rather counter-cultural, and that is what many of our families are seeking in a Christian education. Boy, he says, no one wants to give to a sinking ship or a failing ministry, Butterfield said. And I think that's really important. It kind of reminds me. Go ahead. No. Was that? It kind of reminds you? Of a Bible passage. You know, we often talk about uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, that you learned it from the and from and believe it from whom, whom you have learned from your childhood. And no, from, from uh, I'm sorry, I'm not understanding you. Speak a little clearer. What does it say? 2 Timothy chapter 3, but you continue to have learned and firmly believe from whom you learned it, and you know from your childhood acquainted with which, which is able to make you wise through faith in Christ Jesus. You know, we, we often talk about Timothy learning from his parents, and yes. his parents are, are learning through, through the, the little high classes. And the grandmother. And the grandmother, Eunice, Eunice and Lois. In fact, Lutheran High South just broke ground on a new $18 million center for the arts last May. And that was possible because of the school's growth. They're also looking to add on an $11 million STEM center. But the problem is Lutheran South will not experience constant exponential growth that it is doing. And the reason is the school is 48 students from reaching its capacity of 600 students. Yeah, they they really don't want to become the the size of a large district public school. They want to be able to maintain their capacity with with what what they're able to to deal with. Yes. Now, Principal Jay Krause said, "We've gotten to the point where we've gone from part-time teachers to adding full-time teachers." That's at Metro East Lutheran High School. There's four Lutheran high schools in the St. Louis area, three kind of in St. Louis, and then the one in St. Charles. And so the teachers have a close relationship with students and know what they're interested in because of the smaller class size. So 
that's really something to look forward to. Well, and, and the students themselves tell the parents that uh, they love school again and and their teacher is phenomenal, that the teachers take such an interest and is able to spend time with the students in, in their learning. Exactly. And we're just not talking about high schools or the universities that the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod has and owns throughout the country. We're also talking about individual parishes. Do you have any knowledge about any of those that are growing schools? Yeah, it's not unusual for me to hear up here that some parents drive as far as uh, 25, 50 miles from their home to yes to a parochial school. Yes. For four years, I was in Emmanuel Macomb every Sunday morning, and they had no parochial schools in the city and only a kind of a Christian school all about 30 miles away. And there were people who would attempt to attend that. But it wasn't Lutheran, and so those particular teachers did not believe in infant baptism or the Lord's Supper. So they were still getting good morality and such and teaching about the Bible. And that was somewhat helpful. But outside of that, there was no parochial school in the area of a Lutheran nature. Well, I know of a family that recently had moved closer to Springfield so that they could send their children to to uh, one of our elementary schools and then eventually into one of our colleges or our high schools. And I know of another family that, that recently has transferred their child out of, uh, out of one of the parochial schools, uh, interdenominational, and brought them over to, to our, our uh, Lutheran elementary school. So there's some real changes going on in that area. Yes, my uh, daughter, Catherine, and her husband, Mark, decided to send the kids they had to the parochial school, uh, which I am a member of, St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in De Pere. And the trouble was, it took them about an hour to get there because there was such a backup on the highway going south at that time, and the kids were eating their breakfast in the car. So they actually ended up moving about a mile away from the church so they could get their kids there all the time. And then Catherine became involved in the Vacation Bible School She's also uh, a member of the group that is raising, they're trying to get about $15 million to expand the school because there are so many that would like to go to the school, but they simply don't have enough room. And so that was a past, and that's going to begin uh, this summer in building that. And they're going to have double classrooms 
for kindergarten all the way through grade eight. And also, about a mile away, they have another campus for young students. Now, we do have 2,000 members, and the worship services on Saturday is at 5 o'clock, but on Sunday morning, there's four worship services at 8, 9.30, 10.45, and then another one at 10.45 in another location attached to the campus. It was the gymnasium, and they set that up for another worship service. The senior pastor is Glenn Thomas, and I really enjoy listening to him because he understands law and gospel very well. And you can hear him or any of the other three pastors. They have four all together. You can hear them because the Sunday school lesson on KFUO AM 830 on Sunday mornings is from St. Paul's in De Pere. And boy, do they have things going on. Uh, they've got two Bible studies on Sunday mornings and then another one on Wednesday and Thursday both at 9 a.m. and 7 p.m., and a Monday men's Bible study, and a six-week series on what we believe, welcoming sometimes 30 to 40 new members every six months. Now, that's a church. I, I see three things going on here. One is COVID, the pandemic hit, and that, that opened up everything for, for people to start looking. And they came in contact with this law gospel that, that uh, we, we talk about all the time. And the third thing is, you know, you get a hold of your latest Lutheran witness that talks about the, the trouble that we went through in our synod down at the Concordia Seminary 50 years ago. Yeah, we'll be talking about that tomorrow with the book I wrote, Watershed at the Rivergate. But what's the Lutheran Witness? Lutheran Witness is a magazine that's uh, put out by the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod on a monthly basis that covers a variety of articles of interest to to uh, members of the, of the Synod. Baptism, the Lord's Supper, the Gospel, Goings on this issue talks about the fifty year uh fifty years ago and the the changes that they had what what's interesting about the article uh, I started off with 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 Matt Harrison, our president, who talked about a statement of scriptural and confessional principles principles yeah we call it the a statement. And uh, it's, it's, it, it has excerpts that you can read that I think are really good, like the infallibility of Scripture. Yes, it's got a lot of things about... They often say the Lutheran witness looks at things from a Lutheran perspective. 
I would change that. The Lutheran witness looks at things from a biblical point of view, which just so happens to be Lutheran. And Christian. I mean, it's kind of synonymous, Lutheran and Christian. Yep. Yeah, that's why uh, the Book of Concord is so important and why people are listening to us today at 9.30, and we are being broadcast on KFUO, and you can hear that throughout the world by going to your internet and just hitting kfuo.org. So we would encourage people to tell their friends about this radio station because the programs that are on there are always talking from a biblical point of view. And what's the most important thing that they talk about, Wes? They talk about the love of Jesus, the faith that we have in the promises that the blood of Christ covers our sins and cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Excellent. That's not something that you find in worldly religions at all. All worldly religions think you're saved by doing good works that are pleasing to their God. But these are not the works that are given to us to do from the Holy Spirit, who we received at holy baptism and who strengthened us through what other sacrament? Lord's Supper. You know, it makes us countercultural to the world, doesn't it? Anticultural. Anticultural, yes. Yeah. Yeah, we don't follow the culture of the world because that comes from the will of sinful men. So thanks so much for helping us take a look at Lutheran schools that appear to be growing. Roman Catholics that are having problems as well as other denominations. And the reason for it is because of the solid biblical teaching that is found in a proper Lutheran school. I'm Tom Baker, and that was Wes Reimnitz. God bless you. Listen to Law and Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law and Gospel, please make your check out to Law and Gospel and mail to Law and Gospel P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132, or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.